Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CAPS Playbook, the practical tactical podcast for practitioners around the CAPS Network. I'm Elisa Morse, the CAPS Network Coordinator, and we are bringing to you episode two of the new of our new podcast, The Playbook. And our goal is to give you classroom ready ideas for your practice. So today I'm joined by Toyashima Gray of Excel Caps in Little Rock, Arkansas. And Toyashima is the construction technology instructor. So I've asked her to come on today to tell a little bit about how she gets to know her students right off the bat, um, how she gets to observe their group dynamics, and also gets to introduce her students to her subject matter. So without further ado, please welcome Toyashima Gray. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast and for just recognizing the Little Rock Excel program as a whole just by having me on here. And so I definitely appreciate the opportunity to share what we're doing in Little Rock, Arkansas in the Excel Construction Technology Program. Um, A couple of things that um, we do just to start off the school year is first finding out what our students are interested in doing. You know, that's the most important part because when you really find out the pathway that your student wants to engage in, then you'll get more buy-in from your student. So during a little bit of investigation, you know, work, just finding out what your student is passionate about, whether it be plumbing, electrical, HVAC systems, being a roofer, manager, safety manager, all of these things are necessary to figure out what project will be more beneficial for the student to engage in. So um, whenever we have any projects for our class, most of the pathways that the students choose with construction tend to be construction, either management or sometimes even being a construction worker. Um, For this particular class that I just had, this is our first day in class, I had a lot of students that really wanted to be construction managers. So that's really beneficial just to have a lot of students in one class period want to go in one direction. So the first thing, like I said, is to find out what the student wants to engage in. And that will help you to figure out what type of um, projects to, you know, seek for for the students and even allow the students to find out, you know, different situations and different problems that's happening within our community that they would like to solve the problem for. So giving the student the opportunity to lead the way in finding projects is crucial with getting their buy-in. But then too, whenever you start thinking about connecting them with mentors, connecting them with um, different apprenticeship opportunities and internship opportunities, just knowing what they really wanna do is the first important step. And so, taking the time to really take the first couple of weeks to learn your student, to learn what they're passionate about, is critical to finding out what projects will suit that particular class of, you know, of individuals in that one class are scholars, or even what would fit that individual student um, as far as what a project, because we do have opportunities for students later on in the year, once they have went through all the safety protocol and have started learning how to utilize the tools, then they can pick up different projects, diving into that entrepreneurship um, learning aspect of being in the CAPS network. They get to get a chance to take on individual clients and be able to represent themselves as their own brand. 
So that's also something else that we engage in in the second semester. That's awesome. So I love how much enthusiasm you're bringing around to getting to know the students and what they're passionate about, because I think um, not only from my experience in the classroom, but just from all the stories we hear, it's that um, students really feel like being a part of CAPS is about self-discovery, right? Self-discovery is one of our, you know, core values, but also that they feel like they're treated as an individual and as somebody who has wants and needs and passions, not just somebody who's here to get some knowledge and hopefully move on, right? So um, can you share just a little bit about how you go about learning about your students? Is there, are there particular questions you use? Is there an activity? Like, what is it that helps you deep dive? I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> I, I really wish that you could be here. We have an activity that we first do with our students. Do you mind if I walk around and just share with you? Yeah, please do. Okay. Would love it. The first activity, I'm taking you on a field trip through the classroom environment. So the first activity they did was actually, can you see it? (gasps) Yeah. This is a list of all different numbers. It goes all the way to 60. But behind each number, it's a career pathway that the student can learn about. So either it's civil engineering, it could be roofing, being a roofer, um, being an electrician. So behind each number, there's different pathways that they can learn. But look at here. Do you see all the tables? Uh-huh. All the tables have an individual um, career path, like being a construction worker, being a surveyor being a roofer. So the students being a carpenter, a construction manager, students get a chance to view each table and at each table, it shares what the student would need to know as far as with each certification that they'll need to go within this pathway or even the salary range. Um, What would they, um, what, what would be expected of them in this career path? And more importantly, do this fit them? So the students not only get a chance to explore their first day, what they'll be able to potentially either have different um, opportunities to go to job shadows and also have a mentor within that area of study that they really want to dive into. But more importantly, they get to learn about it. So they get to discover it the first day and then discover themselves. So I didn't show you everything that was on the table, but it was also sheets of paper for the students to write down whether this is one area of study they really want to learn and really want to go in this career pathway and why. So that's a part of learning your student the first day, just presenting them different opportunities within your path. So for me, it would be construction and as many opportunities that I can put before them to just see the different uh, paths they can travel in, because most of the time they just think that they can only be a construction worker. But as you saw, it was many paths that they can take in this class and just introducing that to them the first day is crucial for them to understand that construction management is not just the only path, but it's several different pathways they can go in in construction. Oh my gosh. I love this. Cause you just, I mean, truly like in one class period, you just did a, um, did a career fair, right. 
but then also got students to tell you, Hey, this sounds cool. I'm interested in this. But then the thing that people won't, if you don't have access to the video, um, the thing that we were just shown is the fact that this is set up within your classroom environment. So, so students are also exploring the space, getting to see what equipment is hanging out in the background. Right. And there's getting a chance to really start to build comfort in your space as well. That's so awesome. And I didn't get a chance to show you the safety table. So next time they come into class, they'll have to figure out what PPE goes with which table. What's expected of you to wear when you visit a construction site? So that's another aspect to that as well. Safety protocol. Cool. So so you're also scaffolding days, right? You're... You're saying, okay, so you learned what this career entails, but here's some of the tools that go along with that career. Yes, ma'am. From cool. the first couple of days, just getting yeah. getting them actively engaged, but more importantly, getting them intrigued with what they're going to you know, potentially learn and trying to find out what suits them. I believe that this self-discovery piece of the CAPS Network, five core principles, is very important for them to dive into the first couple of days in class, just to get them, you know, really excited about being in the program. Oh, so good. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the conversations that come from this activity? Oh my goodness. Okay. First of all, the students, when they first engage in the activity, you know, they kind of go around and, and start looking, but then when they start reading what is on each poster board and start discovering the salaries. Some students, Mm -hmm. that's the first thing that they they notice. I didn't realize this, you know, I didn't realize to be an electrician, you can get paid 58,000, you know, that's the average salary. I didn't know that. So that was one of the conversations that came from it. And then another conversation is, okay, if I want to be a roofer, I didn't realize they have to carry the shingles on top of the roof. So that, you know, it seemed like it would be simple, but these yeah. conversations start becoming more intense because the students start really thinking about this is what will be required of me by reading, you know, each pathway and start saying, oh, okay, if, if I have to carry shingles, how much do shingles weigh? <laughs> and how much do that pack weigh? And, you know, they start recalling seeing people go up the ladder carrying these mm-hmm. shingles. You know, this is start diving into a more deeper deeper conversation just about something as simple as shingles, but the student was engaged and really wanted to know more about it. So that's the thing that I love about opportunities to just give them the time to explore, explore the salaries, the education is needed, explore what would be required of them and see did this fit their personality. So that was a part of the conversation is just seeing what intrigued them about the, the career pathway in that particular career, but more importantly, do it fit you? Do you think this is something that you'll want to do in the future? And are you willing to go to the trade school or to receive, you know, a higher education going to college? Are you willing to do that? And what would be your next step? So that's important as well. Oh, it's so good. Toyoshima, this is so good. Thank you. That's so awesome. Um, cool. So I, and, and again, I appreciate you bring this activity to us and tell us about the importance for this because it's so simple and it's, uh, and it, it, 
I hope feels obvious to connect with your students, but we struggle so often with how to connect with them while integrating those professional skills and the professional learning. You know, I mean, icebreakers are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm the queen of icebreakers, but something that adds to the professionalism is so key. So I, I love this activity and I hope um, all of you out there listening, take notes, man, this is so good. Um, and see if you can figure out how to do something like this. But um, so thank you for sharing that. I do want to close us out with some of those rapid fire questions if you're ready for them. Sounds yes, good. Awesome. So this is this is everybody out there in the network's chance to get to know Toyoshima a little bit more. Um, so can you share with us what you love about construction technology? Oh my goodness. It's hard to just name one thing. I love using my hands. I've always been a kinesthetic learner and just anytime when I just do anything actively with my hands, I love it. So just being able to do projects with students and help them to build the project, that's one part that I love. But the second part that I really love is connecting them with professionals that when they have that aha moment, I can do this. I love it. You know, just being able to send them out to the field and they come back and share their experience going out on job shadows. This is something that every instructor teacher should allow their students to, to go on is to actually view what it is they want to pursue as a career. Um, when they come back and if they have a good experience, that's, that's a great opportunity for them to share with their other classmates. But if they have a bad experience, this also is good for them as well, because they're able to just say, you know what, Ms. Gray, I didn't too much care for this particular job shadow, and this is the reason why. We sit down and we discuss the reason why they didn't enjoy it, or even the reason why they did enjoy it, and just getting their feedback. What I enjoy the most out of everything that I do is just making those connections for the students. That's the part that I really love about being in this particular role, it's just giving the students the opportunity to explore, learn more about themselves and learn what they want to do in the future and connecting them to the right people that can make their dreams a reality. Okay, well, that's a mic drop. I don't even know if we need to ask the next couple of questions. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that's going to be where we need to land. Um, but what is the coolest project you've ever seen in one of your classes? Can I share two? Yeah. Okay. Well, the first project, and I wish I could show you, um, it was one of the instructors here on, on our campus. The first day I was hired, he came, he was like, Miss Gray, I, I want you to build me a bar. And I was like, okay, um, sure. Okay. <laughs> you know, this is my first day. But he has always wanted the previous instructor to build one. And when I first took this position, it was so many other things that I needed to learn and I wasn't able to experience that with my students and just get them together and rally together to make anything. Well, make a long story short, we were able to build his bar and it was a beautiful project. All the students, they were able to collaborate and make something that was breathtaking. When he saw it, it just took his breath away. The level of detail, um, the level of concentration that the students use and the 
the thing that I enjoy the most is how the students all came together to build it. And even with the second project, it was a community partner who reached out to us and they wanted us to build um, small libraries for the community. Again, all the classes collaborated. The community partner originally wanted us to build six, but she, she, once she realized that we were doing, at the time, we were going virtual and we had the blended learning platform. Some students were traditional, you know, tr were in the classroom learning traditionally, and some were blended where they was virtually, and then some of them were just playing out virtual students. So once she realized that I was working with a handful of students, then she said, well, instead of us doing six outdoor libraries, can we just do three? The students, they heard the disappointment in her voice when she did her client consultation. And they said, Ms. Gray, we really want to build those six outdoor libraries for They worked hard and all came together. And to be honest with you, some of the students from, um, from our neighboring classrooms came in and helped. So with criminal justice, who would have thought criminal justice students would be in here helping? But they came down and they was helping with painting and just helping with ends and odds with just getting it all um, put together. Make a long story short, they were able to build the six outdoor libraries just in time for them to be revealed to the community. So that was a collaborative um, project that we were able to collaborate with different classes to get this done. Um, so can you give us one person or resource you think you've learned the most from? Okay. I have to definitely give kudos to Ms. Huff and also to Ms. Montgomery. They are just phenomenal with sharing information, making sure that we have what we need. And just to give you insight of who I'm talking about, Ms. Montgomery, she is the director of the uh, program as a whole. And Ms. Huff, she is the coordinator of the CTE program as well. But both of them do everything within their power to make sure that we have what we need. They make sure that they keep us connected to people who are within the community that want to help our programs. But more importantly, they make sure we have the materials that we need as well yeah. and all the resources that's needed. So even with having students in our program, they do a, a very good job of coordinating with different school districts to make sure that we have students in our program as well. So just having leadership that do everything they can to make sure the students have what they need and make sure that as instructors and teachers, we stay on, on target with providing them with the resources that they need. I can't help but just think of them too as resources that was vital just for me to be in this position and to be able to have the things that I need to take care of my students. Love it. Awesome, awesome shout out to two really amazing leaders within CAPS Network. It's yes. really cool. Um, so what is something you want to learn next? You know what? I really love being able to connect students. And I know that Mr. Freeman at this time, he... He actually does that. He connects students with different um, apprenticeship programs, just being able to make those additional connections for students and make sure that it's a lasting connection. So being able to see the, you know, the progress of their learning, um, see them 
be in a career pathway that they really want to enjoy. Well, they already are in, but are able to further their education within the career pathway and to see them succeed and accomplish their goals. I would love to be in a position to where I can follow through and make sure everything gets taken care of for students to that magnitude. So I think in essence, I would just love to learn how to make sure that students after high school continue to succeed as well. Cool, love it. Okay, last question. What is your favorite thing about being a CAPS teacher? The five core principles. Cool. That's the thing that, you know, when you really sit back and think about it, if that's not really near and dear to your heart, how can you really offer the CAPS network to, you know, the students? So being able to share with them why the CAPS network believe in these five core principles is important. So giving them the opportunity to learn more about profession-based learning, that's important to connect them. And for me personally, to be responsive, make sure they have what they need, giving them that opportunity to have their entrepreneurial mindset, give them the opportunity to be entrepreneurs while they're in high school. Um, Just to share a short story, our students were able to make their own website. Within that website, they were able to produce something. And what that means is either they build um, a small project that they will be able to highlight or either, I had one student who um, had a roofing company. He, he did shingles and roofing at the time. And he, he was, I wouldn't say he had a company, but he was in the beginning stages of working mm-hmm. with his father and his, with his uncle. And that's what they already established. And so he made the website and that just took it to a whole nother level because now they had business cards and a website to add to the business card. So just being able to give those opportunities to students are key, you know, for their development. And for that particular student, not only did it help him, but it also helped his family to get their business, you know, out there to the community to where everybody can see it. So those opportunities, students wouldn't know, you know, just by going to a traditional classroom. That's why it's important to offer the CAPS network to students to give them those opportunities that they wouldn't receive in a traditional classroom. Okay, that's mic drop moment number two. You're just like, all the sound, this is amazing. I get, y'all, if you don't walk away from this conversation with some goosebumps, or some inspiration or some joy. I don't even, have you even been listening? My gosh, this is awesome. Fayashima, thank you so much for sharing your stories and sharing your, your tools and your passion for this. It really comes across. And um, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope that in these 20 or so minutes, you have found some joy and that you bring that joy to the classroom with you because that's what it's all about is finding ways for our educators to feel the joy and the passion that comes with teaching in the CAPS model because we know that that translates to how kids experience what we do. So thank you all for your hard work. Go out, be great, and we'll see you next time.